Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Welcome to level 12 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast. We're your video game podcast. We're three vidgets, or vidiots, I suppose, depending on what part of the country you're from, <laughs> like to talk weekly and meet weekly about what we're playing and what's in the news. So thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best friends in the metaverse. We have Vactor. Oh yeah. And the always angry Jeff W. I'm never gonna be able to deliver the anger at the beginning. You never gonna be give you up at the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new listeners will know as we continue into this podcast, they'll start to get a taste yeah. of how angry Jeff can really get because that's his secret, everybody. He's always angry. <laughs> and uh, speaking of new listeners, hey you, new listener. We know you're a new listener because we're a brand new podcast. This is only the 12th episode, so why don't you do us a favor and yourself a favor? Hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. And if you're one of the lucky few listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, did you know you can simply rate us within the app on your phone? It is so easy. All you got to do is give us them five stars. You can even type some kind words. Some reinforce reinforcement of your uh, of of your love of this podcast, and if you do, we'll give you a special shout out on the show because right now we're only twelve episodes in, but we only have five reviews. So help us out, leave us a little review. It'll go a long way, and we'll greatly appreciate it. And uh, to the returning listeners, hey, we appreciate you, all three of you. Thanks so much. All right, so. Like I mentioned, we like to talk all the latest and greatest video game news and the games we're playing. But first, since we are a brand new podcast, after all, we'd like to take a little bit of time at the top of the podcast for a little get to know you section directly related to video games. That way you can get to know us and you fall in love with us and you fall in love with the show. And it's 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 symbiotic relationship. Right. Right. So. This week's get to know the vidiots topic, and I I like to read these cold, you guys. I don't I don't know these questions ahead of time. That way you get my genuine reaction. This week's question is, what are some of your favorite video game soundtracks to play video games to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a real video game related they're all question. Real. Say, is this <laughs> well, they're all real questions. Game related. Wow. Okay, so let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna toss off Vactor <laughs> first. Vactor, tell me what are some of your favorite video game soundtracks or video game soundtracks to listen to while you play other video games? Oh yeah, well I've got a few that they bring back nostalgia for me. They they're all core memories. They all make 
my Peter tingles and my hairs stand on my arms. <laughs> Whenever, if I just hear, you know, the first few notes of all of these soundtracks, it, it I immediately go back to when I was eating cereal, when I was drinking Thousand Island, when I was playing, <laughs> when I was watching cartoons, when I was uh -huh. doing all of that. That is, hold on, that sure. escaped my mind for a week that you were chugging Thousand Island dressing as a child. <laughs> well, you reacted on the podcast, Jeff. Oh, you had, a, you had a, an extreme reaction. It should have bothered me more. It should have bothered me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I had a, an extreme reaction to a lot of video game music. It's one of those ones that, you know, they burrow deep into your, your soul because you played the game so much. And sure. I'll just start off with Donkey just Kong saying. Country. That music for me always gets me going when i start hearing the the conga beats jeff when i start hearing all of these jungle beats jungle vibes and i also had a vhs yeah i love that song i also had a vhs i don't know where i got it from but it was a making of donkey kong country it's like a promotional thing that they sent out but it had this guy going to the rare studios and traveling to Washington. He was, it was all about Donkey Kong. They had the music playing in the background and I watched that VHS over and over and over again. And I played the game over and over again. So the soundtrack and that video are deep in my memory banks. And I was actually playing it on the switch the other day on that Nintendo 64 online thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, this is great. I love it. So Donkey Kong country is a huge one for me. And then pretty much all Mario games, but in particular, Super Mario Brothers. You know, obviously the most iconic, I would say up there with Legend of Zelda, the most iconic song of all time is the the original Super Mario Brothers music. And Oh, the movie? Mm -hmm. From the movie? Yeah. yeah. Go! Yeah, it's a, it's Goomba! So, that, <laughs> walk the dinosaur? Yeah. Hey, I like that song. <laughs> I, would say, I would say the various overworld themes... From the yes. Mario's is what I was gonna is what I had on my list when I cause I remember us me and Vector me and you talking about like doing this topic, um, so I'd say the overworld themes specifically for those and then there's a hundred other variations of the music that I right. just can remember in my head but those are like probably my favorite like those are what I like when I think of Mario those are the ones I think of like yeah. especially the one from Super Mario World yeah well that was that my other movie, the little more upbeat yeah one yeah after Super Mario Brothers my most like. You know, the one that gets me the most is a Super Mario World overworld theme. And it just takes me back to when I was, like I said, when I was drinking Thousand Island, Captain Crunch together, watching cartoons, all of the things that we've talked about on previous episodes, it's all done to the Super Mario World overworld theme. So those are mine. Yeah, little known fact about Vector, I, I'm sure he won't mind if I share this on the podcast, but uh, his baby boy was conceived to the Super Mario Brothers Ooh! theme. Oh, wow. I should have covered that webcam. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> I would have oh, this is good. in the cantina band. But, well, that you know, too. I had both of them playing fine. at the same time. It was all a bunch. <laughs> it sounded like a bunch of noises. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Uh, let's get off the subject of Vactor uh, making babies and yeah. onto the subject of what your favorite video game soundtracks are. Yeah. So, I there's there's a few major ones for me. I'm gonna skip Mario because Vactor 
For some reason, you mentioned Donkey Kong first, which we all know Mario's number one, and Donkey yeah. Kong sucks. No, but, um, no, you're Diddy Kong. Oh wow! You're, no, you're Cranky Kong. <laughs> Jeff is Cranky Kong. And, and I think one day we should do because I have like a million song Cranky Kong. I hate you. Um, uh, that's racist. Uh, I think wow. we should do like a whole music themed episode because I like to insert clips of things I'm talking about. But um, to go a little more uh, modern, I'll give you a couple and then I'll give you a couple old ones. Um, the Pac Man Championship Edition uh, or DX Edition, whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, that specifically the the main theme from that is amazing. I will uh, link. I'll give you a link back there to to post it. But that is like, and I, I forget what year that came out. That's had to have been. T- pre 2013 yeah it was 2013 somewhere in there yeah and uh yeah Sep- that thing september 24th 2013 yeah it's an amazing soundtrack like that is something you should add to your spotify it's amazing uh obviously super mario for me maybe not so much for you guys pokemon red and blue ingrained into my memory from the probably thousands of hours I played of that as a kid. Um, and then also, uh, to go a little more old school, uh, the, uh, Castlevania games, specifically Super oh, those Castlevania are good ones. 4. It like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is actually some of the more, I think, advanced music of that era because like that, it, it's very complex where Mario, uh, is great for its simplicity Castlevania, like I feel like, has layers. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's that that soundtrack goes deep, and there's like you, you can hear the instruments almost. You can hear the the inspiration behind that music, uh, like the orchestral type music in it. Yeah. Um, so those are my favorites, and then I guess one other shout out would be uh, Odyssey. You know, oh. the uh, the main theme. The uh, you know what is it like? Jump up, superstar. Uh, yeah, jump yeah. up, superstar. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking of like, yeah. like video game music moments for me, and there's a couple like Metal Gear Solid Three with the ladder, you know, Snake Eater. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's, you gotta say a, a Kojima. You gotta put a Kojima yeah. in there. Yeah, that that would also, and I would say, I think it's called Metal Gear Solid Encounter. If you look that up on YouTube, I'll also link that to Vector. That is also one of my favorite. Just just like it gets me in the mood. I, I love that, and it's just. It's one of my favorite video game songs. Um, but uh, how about you, Rob? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Jeff. So <laughs> there's not one particular like soundtrack where I'm like, oh, man, I just need to listen to this. Give me the soundtrack to this one game. I like every song. That's not really a thing, but there are key songs in tons of games mm-hmm. that just take me back to like the moments when I was playing them. Um Mario, we talked about Mario, but I'm going to mention one that I know you guys didn't mention because I just listened to you, and I know, and I have ears. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2? Yes. Uh, the opening. Like, oh, yeah. Do, 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 yeah. Do, 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 where it's like story after a long... Uh, Mario sees a door and hears a cry for help. That yeah. that whole thing. Um, I actually really like the music in Super Mario Brothers 2 a lot. I probably played uh, that one the most. Whereas a lot of my peer group played three the most. I probably mm-hmm. played two just because for some reason I liked the princess being able to float in the air. And then also just that opening oh. level of Super Mario 2 that I played it so many times. But yeah, the music yeah. for sure. That one's real good. Uh, for other Nintendo games, 
DuckTales was really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Moon Base in particular right. song yes. uh, is one that really that really strikes a memory, takes me back when I hear that one, because I played that game so much. The Game uh, Boy The Donkey one? Kong games. Mm-hmm. The Game Boy or the no. NES? For NES. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For NES. Mm-hmm. I, I had a Game Boy, but I don't... There's not a lot of Game Boy music that really sticks out to me, except for Super Mario Land. Oh, yeah. Because I played that yes. one a whole lot mm-hmm. as well. And Tetris. Uh, yeah, and Tetris, and Tetris. Although that one's... I wouldn't call that one my favorite. If I'm thinking more modern stuff, like... Um, oh, gosh. I forget what it's called, but the, the main theme in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. When you walk away, you don't hear me say... <laughs> you know that song. Yeah. Jeff, what's that called? I know you know, Jeff. Uh, it's Stand by Eminem. Stand by Eminem, yes, 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 yes that's a good one. <laughs> Marshall, he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. There are musical moments in games like Death Stranding that really stick out to me as well. Because yeah. there'd be these long portions in the game where you're trekking from one area to the other, and then they would just play like a real calm, soothing song from top to bottom while you're walking. They did that a lot in um, Red Dead Redemption yeah. and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah as well like those moments always take me back uh the sonic the hedgehog music in particular sonic the hedgehog one like green hill zone yeah is uh one that i really like legend of zelda music is always great and even though there's not a whole lot of music in elden ring there's one that really picks up my ear every time it happens and i've heard it twice it's when you're climbing so you get your um the the great runes from the bosses and then you have to take them to these towers and you have to climb to the top of the tower to deposit the great room and it's not it's not really intricate music but it's just like these bells ringing Mm -hmm. and it's very ominous and that music in particular sticks out to me a lot when i'm reading that but jump up superstar is really good yes that was one i was going to mention but jeff stole it but you know what i'll give it to him that's fine friendship (laughs) and I don't listen to a lot of video game music on my own, but there is an artist in particular that I like uh, called Dwayne and Brando, where they take they take 8-bit video game music and they re-record it. So it's, it's half 8-bit, half modern music, and then they insert their own rap lyrics over the the songs oh. so, so i would recommend anybody check out Dwayne and brando like just do a google search Dwayne and brando super mario brothers 3 or Dwayne and brando super mario land or Dwayne and brando uh, mega man or they they've got tons of them and they've got a couple of albums out too but again it's just covers of these video game music and them rapping lyrics Ooh. over it and it's a uh, very very good so i would say those are some of the favorites off the top of my head boys i forgot to mention halo and mm-hmm. Years of War. Those are also ones that I think about a lot just because yeah. we played them so much. And um, yeah, they have pretty big... Um, they'll get like big composers to come on these games now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking it's more so funny. original music, not so much, I guess, like... I want to say, I could throw like Tony Hawk in there, but that's like... Right. Licensed music. Would, the yeah. Superman song? Yeah. Michael, yeah. What is it? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember who sings that song, but that song really comes at me when i think tony Hawk. yeah yeah <laughs> um and isn't it interesting how halo being a really good example if you hear the music mm. you can just be taken back to like key key memories like the halo theme i do have on my phone and every once in a while it comes up on my shuffle 
and I'm always taken back to me and Vactor working at Hollywood Video, or in particular Game Crazy. And there would be there was this manager on the the game or the Hollywood Video side. His name was Josh, but not the Josh you're thinking of, Vector. Josh, uh, he's a I had an old roommate named Josh, just for everybody. Not that Josh, but he would come over and we when nobody was in the stores and we would just put on Halo on the nice. split screen mode and play. That was good. Or like yeah. land parties way back in the day for the first Halo. Yeah. It's just it's it's fun. It's fun. Or like Street Fighter. Oh the, yeah. Theme music from yes. Street Fighter. Uh Rainbow Road from the N sixty four Mario Kart. A lot of these songs just really will like I forgot. Trigger me. Yeah, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat for me because what would happen on those games in the arcade, I would run out of money, but my mom wouldn't be picking me up for another hour or whatever. And so I would just sit there li- like watching the screens. Like, oh, what screens play when nobody's like, you know, j- I don't know, the screensaver. What's uh-huh. what's playing? So I would, I would hear that music over and over and over again of the start of the game, like that the Capcom logo coming up and then the, the street fighter music, the mortal Kombat was the same way. Um, so there was a couple games like that where I would just sit and watch the screens. X-Men was the same way. The X-Men arcade game. Oh yeah. Same way. Yeah. So man, it, I was going to add to Rob's, uh, Elden Ring, uh-huh. uh, thing too. I, that I can't pick out certain songs cause it all just sounds like old, uh, you know, just orchestral music to me. Mm. But, I they, that like the I guess that is the latest time music has affected me where you know you're running across one of those bridges and mm-hmm. you don't even see the dragon yet but you hear that fucking music like just like <laughs> well, yeah it gets real ominous blasting you're like oh my god like and it is terrifying uh, so that yeah I would also throw in there I think you're you're right I, I do like the I like the way the music is used in that game for sure yeah yeah. Like I said, those those ones just key little things peek out at me when I'm playing Elden Ring, where I'm not really paying attention to the music. Actually, most of the music or sound effects in Elden Ring really annoy me because mm-hmm. there's one. You'll be in particular cities, and then out of nowhere, you'll just be minding your own business, and in the background, in your ear, you'll hear things like uh, <laughs> like weird moans. Yes, yeah. like that. that. Like, like turn it off. Either. Who's breathing? Who's <laughs> breathing into my <laughs> ears? I hate it. Right. Oh boy. All right. Well, good discussion. Good discussion. What about you, listeners? Huh? What's your favorite video game music? You can always tell us. Reach out to us. Uh, we don't have an email, <laughs> but if we did, we'd tell you to reach out to us there. Tell us what your favorite video game music is in your review. That's it. We'll give you a special shout out. All right. It's time to get into the latest video game news, everybody. And Jeff W, as we all know, is always DTF down to talk the fun news. So, Vactor, give a, give Jeff what he wants. He's DTF, and you're the one to give it to him. What's been going on this week in video game news? Well, I'm always attempting to please Jeff W. You know, I'm not always successful, but I'm always trying to make him happy. So, Jeff... This week in video game news, to please you, there was an unreleased version of the infamous Duke Nukem Forever that seemingly leaked. And I know Rob is a huge Duke Nukem fan. You know, Rob, that's a core memory for me. You waiting for Duke Nukem Forever to come out. (laughs) That was a really long time in our friendship (laughs) because it took forever for it to come out. 
There was a 2001 version of Duke Nukem Forever that mm-hmm. has apparently the build for it has leaked online. This comes from at Instant Gaming En on Twitter, and they've got a build for it. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, but this is content that was in the 2001 E3 trailer, and then the game kept getting delayed over and over again. Finally, came out. In June of 2011, I remember many times Rob mm-hmm. saying that it would never come out. And when it finally came out, let's just say Rob... I was there on day one. <laughs> what was your reaction, I Rob? bought that game. I was not... I don't think I finished it. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> yeah, I don't... And I was super pumped into it because Duke Nukem 3D was my jam. Man, mm. I played the heck out of that game. Uh, as I told uh, many times on the Geek So To Speak podcast, the stories of me downloading uh, maps for that that just had naked girls on them. <laughs> I did that too. That's neither here nor there. I was I was 16. Come on, guys. <laughs> come on. Get, come on, you guys. Um, playing playing with my friend Sean, who was one, uh, one of my best friends in high school, and we, you would just dial up each other's computers. And the game would drop if your parents got on the phone be like mom get off the phone i'm playing duke nukem mom man wanting learning how to make maps like in the map editor was crazy difficult Dang. but it was fun man i loved duke nukem 3d and i was super excited for duke nukem forever for forever and it did come out uh the company that was was doing it they either went bankrupt or they lost the license or something and Gearbox bought the IP and then finished the game and put it out. And it was bad. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, it was just not good. I don't really remember much of it. The only part I did enjoy was hearing the actor who does Duke Nukem's voice say new things. And he's also on TikTok these days taking oh, wow. requests really? wow. for people to say things. I know you've seen the videos. The videos of him saying... Mommy milkers. Oh, okay. Deez okay. nuts. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's the Halo guy. No, I was going to say, uh, is that the same guy? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the Halo guy. Saying. No, I was getting him mixed up. No, the Duke Nukem guy is on TikTok, and he does say things. Uh, uh, but it's huh. it's mostly, like, just gibberish phrases, like, I'm here to to read pornos. <laughs> just, like, silly, silly things like that. Well, Look him up. It's not, um, grateful it's not MAGA. Yeah. Oh, nothing like that, Jeff. <laughs> nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I'd be interested in seeing a little more of this footage. I've watched the the video of the compiled video game footage so far, and it's just it doesn't look like a whole lot. It doesn't really look like a Duke Nukem game. Yeah, really it looks at like all. Pieces and like hallways and yeah, that's what I was. And saying. really dark, like a dark casino, like a yeah. really dark casino, and you're fighting police officers, and they'll. If I remember correctly, the police officers would die and the like tentacles would come out of them. That was really the only Duke Nukem thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. But it didn't look like a Duke Nukem game to me. But I wish they'd make a new one, but a good one. Which that'll probably never happen. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, yes. Well yes. I heard they also had like the source code from this, so it's like pretty much as big of a leak as you can get. Like this isn't just like a, a build that was out there. I mean it's like the entire thing. Um which I guess like, the only thing that uh like actually kind of interests me is I wonder if anybody will build something off of this or if, if there's any, you know, enough care uh, for that out there. Um, 
but yeah it it just looks to me to be you know basically like demos i don't know if you watched like i, I was watching a video because i just didn't want to download it and didn't you know want to bother with that but and i don't trust 4chan uh either yet so <laughs> never i'm not gonna ever trust 4chan <laughs> so i didn't yeah. download it but uh i was watching a guy go through like the menus and he was just basically having to select levels like it wasn't like you know you're not looking at like even cutscenes in this and uh, the stuff I was watching, like, a lot of, like, sound is missing, too. So there's just, mm-hmm. you could tell this is, like, the early, like, you know, days of them trying to cobble together some kind of video game. I feel like they were uh, very far off if this was, uh, if this was the, uh, you know, close to the end at all. <laughs> yeah, well, well, hopefully one day me and Jeff will play it and Vactor can watch. Yeah. Because we're the true Duke fans. Yeah. Yeah, Vector just, like, just pees in the urinal in the game. That's the only thing he likes to do. Yeah. You're not... He likes to pick up the poo-poo. <laughs> You're not wrong, Jeff. I remember doing uh, that when I rented it. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, what else? What else is going on? Nintendo, everyone's favorite video game company, says mm-hmm. that the transition to their next console is a major concern for them. Now, this is Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa, who said that the company's eventual transition away from the Switch to the next hardware platform is a major concern for the company. This is after someone had asked him, how do you plan on maintaining a strong kind of, you know, six years into the Switch's life cycle, what's your thoughts on maintaining a strong game release schedule? And... The previous Nintendo stuff what was the Wii sold 101 million, the DS sold mm-hmm. 154 million, the Wii U sold 13 million, the 3DS sold 75 million. So the follow-ups. I was one of the Wii U. We all were. Actually, actually <laughs> Yep, I had a Wii U. <laughs> I went to Rob's house the very first time and he showed me his Wii U. I didn't purchase one on day one, <laughs> but yeah, he showed me his Wii and he showed me his Wii U. So that's right. Both of those things. <laughs> sure um, did. And I I don't think I'll I I'll show you my Wii U right now. I, I don't think I it. bought it for years after that. Yeah, I heard it didn't sell well, Rob. <laughs> I heard that it didn't sell well. <laughs> but the Switch is is back up there. So they just recently announced um in they're over a hundred some million. Well yeah, they're they're up to hundred and seven million right now. They yeah. they had just okay, sold they just passed that. Twenty three million this last fiscal year, so they're at one hundred and seven million. Um, and this is, I wonder, you know, are we going to be on this cycle of great Nintendo hardware and then okay Nintendo hardware back to great? Okay. Or, or is it just going to keep on going as the switch has gone, put them back on track? Mm-hmm. Nintendo is always a little bit different than the other, you know, Microsoft and, and Sony, yeah. as far as their hardware goes, they, they try to focus on the first party titles and, you know, just focusing on quality rather than mm-hmm. quantity. So it seems like Nintendo is is concerned about their next, whatever the next thing is. I, I figure it's going to be another, like the Wii to the Wii U, it'll be the Switch to the Switch Pro. You know, that's that's been the rumors forever. But um, Rob is the one who brought this news story to our attention. So what do you think, Rob? Yeah. Give me that new Switch. I think their their main issue is they'll 
they tend to go with a gimmick. Yeah, when they're when they're reiterating their devices, and I think they were on the right track with the Wii U because ultimately it's it's a beta version of the Switch, right? Like a big tablet. But yeah, so if they do another one, they really shouldn't. I don't think they should deviate from the formula they have now. Like the Switch should be the standard for their console forever, at this point. But it just needs, you know, it needs more memory. It needs better graphics. It needs a better uh, video card. Just every little thing that could be better, I think, should be. Even, shoot, make it a make it a double screen. What if it had two of those screens and it just closed over on itself like the DS does? But just a more modern one. Like, if, if they're going to put in a gimmick. Right. I don't think they need to. But they, they shouldn't differentiate from what they have. But I think... Just calling it a Switch 2. Don't come up with a new name, a new weird name or anything like that. Or Switch Pro, but keep the Switch in it. But make sure that it's really obvious because that did backfire with the Wii U quite a lot. And really just market, hey, this is, we've got the power, man. Because in when it comes to me and my personal video game playing, the Switch is years behind okay. the PS5, the PC, and the Xbox Series X. And very rarely, and I mean very rarely, very very rarely, do I ever consider picking up my Switch. Very rarely. They have to put out something that's really going to speak to me, like a Breath of the Wild 2 or, or something along those lines. And I haven't seen it yet. I even have a brand new Switch OLED sitting right there in its box. Shame. Sealed. Shame. Maybe I'll open it this weekend. But... That's really what they should be doing, but Nintendo marches set to the beat of their own drum, everybody, so it's really tough to say. Yeah. And Although knows, we do know they listen to this podcast, so thank you, yeah. uh, Shigeru, for listening. I was going to say something mean, but I won't do it. Um, ha, do it. So, <laughs> say it mean. <laughs> no, because I won't. Yeah. You're so angry, Jeff. I don't want to burn that down if it ever happened. But, um, well, uh-oh. You know, I was going to say the rumors, like, so we haven't even seen really much about, like, the, the next Nintendo console, right? Because we kind of... There was a lot out there about the Switch before it released. You know, like, we didn't know that they were going to do, like, the tablet style, but there was a ton of articles and, like, a ton of leaked insider info that was, like, so we mm-hmm. kind of knew what was coming. And then, like, you know, typically we hear, like, some kind of development name leak. Um, and I don't think I've seen anything except for the the NVIDIA stuff, like, where they're like, oh, hey, this, like, NVIDIA code has references to some Nintendo, you know, product or whatever. And, like, so I feel like, you know, they're, they're like, they say they're concerned, but I think it's almost certain we're just going to get a Switch to, right? Like, it's just going to be better. It's going to probably have the OLED to begin with. You know, it's probably going to be a little beefier in terms of the internals. Um, mm-hmm. I would hope they would do something. I, I mean, I guess in my ideal world, they would do something on par with, like, a Steam Deck, but... Um, I don't know, like, cost-wise, if they're willing to, to cross that road. It really um, doesn't matter what the, you know, the new hardware is. It has to be the software, because, like what Rob said, that's what gets you to play the system is, are there any good games for mm-hmm. it? Do you want to play, you know, can you only play the games on the Switch? So whatever mm-hmm. they come out with, it's got to be Breath of the Wild 2. It's got to be Mario Odyssey 2. It's got to be something yeah. that the first-party titles that make you want to play. I say, and and here and to to speak to that, the thing that I think Nintendo needs to 
reconcile with is the next console has to be like I think Xbox has set the standard with like you know I can play all my games on on the Xbox you know and mm-hmm. it's gonna carry over like they have to if you should name it the Switch too just give it that second iteration because you're gonna do that anyway um, I would almost bet my life that that's gonna happen as yeah they want to keep that so, name so I also feel like you have to like that library if we're gonna you know if you have to look back at your nintendo libraries it's kind of weak to me uh even though it has some of my favorite games of all time on it i wouldn't say i dislike the switch because of its lack of library but it's something that needs to be addressed right like you need to uh make sure that i can always play breath of the wild and in fact i would say they need to make sure that i could play all their games on their consoles because that's the main driving force um yeah so i think that's another thing that they need to do like, if they come out and I can't play old Switch games on it, I can't pull my library from there at day one, then it feels like like a sort of a failure to me. Right. Because um, you know, I mean, I, I think we have, I think COVID has extended the life of these consoles for every console, yeah, right? Like, I been think chip they're going to last a little longer. Because, right. like, like, I wanted an OLED the other day. Because, so, actually, it's funny we're talking about the Switch. Because my Switch currently isn't in my house, it's uh, at a friend's house. Because uh, I'm gonna hack the Switch, so that you know Ooh. you can play some, you know, maybe unreleased games on some it, homebrew know, stuff. Uh, do some cool stuff, and I can clock it up, so I can clock up the the CPU on it. Hey. And, you know, just see what I can do with it, right? I'm I'm kind of interested to, to check that out. So that's what I'm gonna be doing with mine. And I was looking, I was like, you know, uh, you know, Jeff got a little bit of money, so I was looking at yeah. uh, buying some stuff, and I was like, you know, I wonder if I hack this Switch and then buy an OLED. I was like, let me just see what like an OLED is. I'll just have both. I'll have one that's unhacked that I can always, you know, don't worry about getting banned. And then mm-hmm. this one I can, you know, play just regular games on. And I still, I can't find an OLED. Like you can't, you, you know what I mean? Like, or I, I wanted one from Amazon and Amazon just doesn't have it in stock. Which to me, I'm like, is the demand still that high? Are they still not able to meet I think these? it's a chip shortage. You know? I think they're just not making it. Yeah. Enough. It just is. It, interesting. I'm going to look right now. It's kind of killing the years of, of these consoles' lives. So I feel like... You know, we haven't even hit, like, a true stride, I think, in the console's life cycles yet, you know? Um, so even though they've been out for a while, or, you know, the Switch has been out for a while, I feel like that, you know, I don't know if we're going to see a Switch 2 for a minute. You know, maybe a couple years, I would say. Um, I don't, I, Like I said, I don't know all the rumors, and, you know, Nintendo can announce anything at any, any day. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I would hope they step it up a little bit. And I, I think, you know, I think I was going to mention earlier, you know, they don't compete with Xbox and, and PlayStation, like even head to head, like, you know, Xbox and or Sony and Microsoft typically are like even lining up their release dates at each other. Right. Like they're, you know, the, the rumors ramp up. They're both probably getting leaks from dev kits, you know, from the developers and stuff like so they're, they're kind of know what each other are, are, you know, at in terms of hardware. Um, but, you know, Nintendo always kind of marches to the beat of its own drum, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, think, you know, we might get one, but I, I don't know. It has to be a Switch too. I guess is my whole point. It has to be. To alleviate some of your concerns there, Jeff, uh, Furukawa previously appeared to hint that some form of backwards compatibility was going to be utilized for its next game console in order to maintain and expand Switch's audience of 100 million plus users. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely something that's on their mind for sure. Like, um, like think about it. You know, the... the People sell us, like, the Netflix subscription, 
people sell us, you know, the HBO subscription. Like, what's the thing there? Like, half of that, half of the reason you have the subscription is, number one, new stuff. You know, that's probably the number one driving reason I, I keep that, you know, subscription or whatever. But then, I guess second to that would be me, uh, you know, having it for the, the, the catalog. So I feel like whatever Nintendo console is out there should be basically the Nintendo box, right? Like, you should give me most of your games. I get there's licensing things, but whatever you have, I should be able to play on whatever Nintendo is currently in my house, you know? Maybe maybe not a brand new release if you want to, you know, whatever, but, like, I should have the back catalog at, at the very minimum. Yeah. I'm, I can't find a Switch anywhere, Chad. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Except for Mercari. But, but what do that at your own risk, Jeff. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's the same do thing with the Xbox. Is like there's been you know shortages on PS5, yeah. Series X, and S, and this is years after they came out. I think it's all the ship, chip shortage um, that's causing yeah. all this. Well, I think my, I guess my point differing from that is that like Nintendo's had its, like it's been out there. You know what I mean? I guess I can get a Switch probably somewhere. But um, yeah, they were, yeah they I mean, you can get a Switch yeah. Lite or a regular Switch. I found plenty of those. I just couldn't yeah. find the OLED. Yeah. Yeah. So they needed to, uh, you know, come on. Shimon, Nintendo. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about some news that Jeff is not going to be happy with, Rob. Uh-oh. Right now, Jeff can play Fortnite on his iPhone again. Oh, yeah. You know, normally I don't give a shit about Fortnite, but this is actually like interesting on other levels. So that's uh so good job on this Fortnite story <laughs> at least. You know well, I mean? especially for Xbox, Jeff, we have we all have Game Pass Ultimate. That includes the cloud play of uh XCloud. So you can go to xbox.com slash play right now. And I tried to do this earlier in my Tesla, but I had to go to work. And I was uh, a little bit running late, so I didn't get, didn't get a chance to look at it. But anywhere you have a browser and an internet connection, mm-hmm. you can just go to xbox.com/play, and Fortnite is on the cover. It's on. It's the first thing you see there, and it's oh, wow. free. You don't actually. You don't even need, you know, any. You don't need to um, have an Xbox Live Gold or anything. Um, just X Cloud. Really? Yeah, is all you need, and it's even on the Google Store again, Jeff. They. Apple and Google both have, whatever, put their differences aside with Epic uh, and put Fortnite back on all the stores. Is that true? This is true. Is it back in the App Store? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm looking right now. Let's do it. Let's look at it right now. I got an iPhone. And I don't even care. I just, actually, the thing is uh, more of just the legal ramifications of that, you know? Yeah. The previously, before, the only way to do it was through the GeForce Now, which I actually was able to do when I went to Texas in December and I was visiting my parents, the only way I was able to play was through GeForce Now. That was the only way I was able to get the Epic Store up and, and play Fortnite because um, I brought a MacBook and there was the Mac version was outdated. They weren't updating it. It was like mm-hmm. almost unplayable. And um, that was the only way I could do it because I had... I only had a MacBook. I didn't have any other computer access. Mm-hmm. So now you can actually just play it anywhere. You got a browser, boys. Hmm. Oh, so, so it's, get, it it's getting around. There's no app, yeah, right? there's no dedicated Fortnite app in the in yeah. the Apple Store. 
but yeah. you do it through Safari. Right. It works through yeah, your so web browser <laughs> with touch controls, and it supports controllers, and even the Steam Deck, boys. So even I think the Steam Deck. I think that's pretty cool that you can play it in the cloud. I'm not going to be playing it that way. But yeah, I was I was about to say the same thing. I will probably never, actually not probably, probably guaranteed I will never do this. But <laughs> it's nice for for the the shops out there yeah, who maybe want to yeah. play Fortnite on the go. And I was going to try it on my phone just to talk about it on the show, but I actually forgot. So I didn't get a chance. Um, <laughs> but speaking of GeForce now, Rob, they're mm-hmm. actually expanding uh, the 4K streaming to Mac and PC. Previously, it was only on the Shield TV, and uh, I had actually purchased a Shield TV. I don't think I told you, boys, this. I purchased a Shield TV specifically to try to get 4K out of GeForce Now, and then I Uh said, "Uh, I think I'll just uh, keep playing my other (laughs) stuff. So I returned it. I actually bought it twice (laughs) and returned it twice. So I was going back and forth, but now I don't, He's have, back. To, I don't have to do that. <laughs> the people at the Best Buy. Here he comes. And it was the Best Buy that we used to go to, Rob, on Ray Road. It was that one. Um, oh, the oh, good wow. one. But you can now do it on Mac and PC. So that's a good thing. It's uh, expanding it to being able to... I don't know why it was only on the Shield TV to begin with, but um, now they're doing web versions on LG and Samsung smart TVs. Um, which mm-hmm. you can only do 1080p, but eventually, just like with this announcement, everything's going to be 4K, and that's what you want. You want the 3080 tier of gaming. You want 60 frames. You want uh, 4K. This is where you're going to get it, boys. So that's you know I've hardly uh, used it. Yeah, I was I actually the, uh, canceled my. It's been six months. I canceled my subscription to it because I don't ever play it. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Is for us, we have the hardware. You know, we don't yeah. specifically yeah. need it. But I think for people who don't have the, I would say something close to a 3080, or if they're just fine with what they're running right now, you don't necessarily need to pay for a, a monthly subscription. Um, but if you do, it's really cool. The way that I was able to um, access it. When I was in Texas, like I said, and if you're traveling, that's another thing. If you don't have your rig with you, that's another reason for it. But I think for us, our use case, we're just not mm-hmm. the target audience for this yet. But everything's going to be streaming soon, boys. And I'll keep talking about all the streaming stuff as it as it occurs. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> another thing that you will believe when you see, Rob, is Gotham Knights coming out. Oh. So they released a 13-minute gameplay demo Mm -hmm. on their YouTube channel yesterday. Did either of you boys get a chance to watch this? I Uh, sure did. Yes, yes. I watched most of the gameplay. A lot of Nightwing in that, I felt like. I I guess there was some Red Hood. but Yeah, there's... um, um, I was mostly interested in the Nightwing section of it in terms of the uh, story. Well, the way that they play, I definitely preferred the nightwing red hood just seemed too much too much shooting but i think overall for me it just feels a little unfinished and this game Mm -hmm. is supposed to be coming out in october and i'm a little worried about this boys i love the concept of it and i think we're all of us are going to play it when it comes out yeah Um, Yeah. it's got co-op so that's cool but 
it didn't show the other two characters. Um, it didn't show very many, you know, much more than a couple of rooftop battles and then traversing mm-hmm. with the two characters. But oh, it's and then there was a, yeah, there was stuff, a uh, yeah. motorcycle chase, which I was like some of my least favorite stuff in Arkham Knight, the car. Oh right, the, yeah. Well, the, the Batmobile was was not. Jeff read my mind. He took that yeah. thought right out of my brain. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought when that that a uh, motorcycle chase happened. I said, yeah. oh man. More of these levels. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't look back at Arkham Knight and go, oh, man, I miss those tank battles. Well, yeah, nobody liked blast. the Batmobile um, in that <laughs> mm-hmm. one. I think this one, the motorcycle looks a little bit better. But just like I said, overall, it just looks a little bit unfinished. And for them to show yeah. this footage, you know, you would think it's supposed to be coming out in October. We already saw those delays on that Suicide Squad game. And wasn't uh-huh. there another... DC Can I ask game what or? you think what specifically caught your eyes unfinished like what were there things well number one not showing the other characters like I said there's supposed to be four right. playable characters and not mm-hmm. even showing a glimpse of them at all is it yeah. feels like okay this is what's ready right now that's what I felt right. like um, that was the number one thing that caught my eye and then as I was watching it again I started to think about this is supposed to be a next gen you know, F, the stuff that I've been seeing recently come out, this feels like last gen to me. So mm-hmm. I just I feel like this could use a little bit more time, especially the the Dick Grayson and um, and now I'm blanking on his name. The, the Red Hood, um, Jason mm-hmm. Todd, the unmasked portion when they're at oh. Batman's shrine, that part I was like, this looks not great to me. And like the it looks like. It could use a little bit more polish. So overall, I just felt like this needs a little bit more work. But I'm excited about the actual, like, the concept of the game. And yeah. it's it's not, this isn't the, the Rocksteady one. They're doing the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. 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 So this is the B team. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the most respectful way, because I can't make video games. Yeah. But I also <laughs> so, know that Arkham uh, Origins. Yeah was probably my least favorite Arkham game also, and I know who made that game. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Mont- These guys. Montreal. Yeah. This is the Court of Owls uh, game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jeff, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it, yeah, I thought it looked all right. You know, the thing that... Um, I didn't think it looked too unfinished. I'm assuming what we're seeing is probably, like, old builds that are, you know, where it wasn't crashing, you know, uh, and right. there weren't problems with it at the time. Uh, so that's what I'm assuming, like, why they did not show off the other characters yet. Um, I think my problem with it is um, is basically, like, just looking at it. Like, you know, the Batman mechanics. Like, you basically flew almost like Superman in those games, right? Like, if you knew how to fly, like, you could pretty much go from one end of the city to the next, you know, without Very fast. really doing much. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was pretty fast. Um, whereas this, it looks a little... And that, and that felt like more of like a, like a free-flowing, like, flying around building. Like, where this looks a little stiff. You know, it looks a little bit weird because they've had to change it to, you know, adapt uh, to these new characters uh, for the games. So I I think it looks good. I think this it looks like it's in the spirit of those games. Um, I just I all and also for me, anytime you're missing Batman, like my interest in Batman related things starts to dwindle, you know, um, so for me i'm just hoping that they can make this story interesting enough you know to hold my attention um and you know i 
like I, I'm not totally digging the looks of everybody in this game. I, like you said, the mask off section there, like they look a little bit weird. They look a little uh, jockish, I guess. Let's say not that right. they wouldn't be. You know, obviously these guys. They look like Chad. They look then, like yeah. They look like, like you know Chads. thick neck Chad. Especially bit, Jason you know? Todd. I don't like thick the neck, character thick model. Brain. Yeah. You know, the uh, Jason yeah, Todd go. character model looks bad to me, and he doesn't yeah. look like the comics at all. So. Yeah, so I've, I'm I'm a little disappointed with that aspect. But see, I'm and excited about Court of Owls. Like, I want to do that, that in a game. Yes, That's what I want to play. Yes. So, so I want that story. I want that, you know, them to expand on that. Um, I also was going to say, I don't, I don't know how much RPG stuff that they're going to put in this, but you saw their, like, upgradable sections yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. And there is some of that in Night and in, in uh, in City. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they have some of that stuff. But City's my favorite one, and I think... It does that in that game, but it's very light, you know, like it is very like, you know, you just basically go down a list and check off the stuff you want to unlock. Mm-hmm. You, there's not much forcing it there. Whereas this, you know, I'm upgrading like each little part of the suit, you know, like I, I've, I don't know if that's what I'm going to want from this game once it comes out. Right. And this obviously is not the same storyline because uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, Jason Todd is the Arkham Knight, and now in this, he's Red Hood. So I don't think mm-hmm. this is the same. Um, or did he go back to being? Because isn't this, isn't this <laughs> post-Bruce? Is that where this is set? No, the right the Suicide Bruce? Squad is supposed to be directly oh, huh. in the Arkhamverse. Got you. Uh, yeah. And this one is just its own thing. Yeah, And that's delayed, right, next year? That's yes. not even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one did not so, get delayed. But it, I mean, it's looking like it will get delayed by the time this comes out in again? October. Yeah, well, wasn't it supposed to be out early this year, February yes. or something? Well, yeah, I can't remember the original release, but yeah, I'm a little worried, boys. I'm excited about the concept. I'm a little worried about this footage, but we'll see because, like I said, we'll that- all be playing it. Oh, yeah, for sure. The The thing that seemed just a little weird to me, I don't know what I was really expecting because this isn't a game that's been on my radar a whole lot. But I thought, I guess I thought it would be a little more like Guardians of the Galaxy Oh, in the sense huh. that, not the fighting, because these Arkham games have their own thing, but think when you're playing Guardians of the Galaxy and you got all these characters up. on screen and they're talking to each other yeah. and they're... Yeah. they're they're equipping, even though I know that's not really DC's thing, but they're just using that as an example. But, and I'm, I'm definitely not the expert on the Bat family, in this group. But I would just assume these people have relationships with each other, but they're not talking to each other. And like in the scenes where they're together, um, I was like, that seems weird. Well, I think a little emo, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emo Do you remember together. that the first footage we saw? It was showing more team up than this footage it was it was Mm -hmm. batgirl and i think uh damian wayne was who they were showing but it looked like there was more team up between them and more like guardians of the galaxy so yeah i think maybe they're going in a different direction than that original footage that they came out with it i think it was like dc fandome or something that that Mm -hmm. we first saw that but Mm -hmm. you're right rob they are supposed to be everyone in the bat family like the way they write them in the comics is they are a family like everyone even though they, they'll have their disagreements or whatever it's all because of bruce because of batman they're all fighting under one cause right for his mm-hmm. war so they should definitely be talking to each other and, and that's how they are in the comics when they're fighting they're talking to each other they're quipping and nightwing would be the one to quip i would say out of out of this group but even jason yeah. todd 
he would still be like, man, I hate you, mother. Like he would right. still be talking while he's while he's doing it. So we'll see when it comes out. But definitely, I'd like to see more family stuff. In that. You know, one other thing, factor if they they have to do some kind of uh, you know, like the like Arkham uh, Asylum, where you know the game looked like it, you know, the game looked like it broke and then it restarts that. Oh scene yeah, going the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. They need to do I mean, if they don't have a segment like that in this game, I'll be highly disappointed. Especially after that Court of Owls run. Uh, if you remember the one uh, issue uh, Capullo and them did, they like they were making you turn the page yep. around mm-hmm. and like the page is upside down, and then you're like trying, you're going through this book, spinning it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's they another they thing. have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they have to do something 100%. like that. And they have to make something weird happen there, and I'm hoping that they, uh, I'm hoping that they do that. I'm, if they don't do that when we get to that game, I will be. Uh, Mark yeah. my words. I'll be hard. I'll be highly disappointed if they Rob and the listeners. If you haven't read the Court of Owls, I would hundred percent recommend. That's probably the best Batman story of the last twenty years. Is Court yeah. of Owls? Yeah. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I believe I fell off of a truck and landed in my Google Drive at some point. Well, when you're on and your and it's in my backlog of of comic book reading right now. When you're on your Give vacation, your fifteen minutes. Rob. Yeah, no, no, take longer <laughs> than that. But if you're when you're on your vacation, Rob. Uh, Put down the switch and pick up a comic book. All right. See, I'm in the middle of that Thor run still. That is good. That's more. That's Geek So To Speak talk. Check us out on Geek So To Speak that's podcast. Good. All right. Let's go through our lightning round of news stories for the rest of the week. Uh, Prince of Persia, the remake that's coming out, has moved to a new studio and been delayed even further, boys. So more bad mm. news for Prince of Persia. No Jake Gyllenhaal or whatever. Ooh, that's what that they should movie? do. Yeah. yeah, they should do that. I saw put that him in it. You yeah. know, redeem them and then put them in the Marvel DC, you know, Marvel MCU. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft's Xbox streaming stick and TV app are less than twelve months away again. So you're actually going to be able to play like we talked about with the X Cloud stuff, um, just on your smart TV and then um, on a little streaming stick like a Roku. Um, or a mm-hmm. fire stick, you're going to be able to play games. So that'll be cool when it actually comes out. Apex Legends, <laughs> for all you uh, fans out there, Season 13 pushes teamwork with a new kind of hero and ranked mode changes. Jeff and I were playing Apex for a little bit, Rob, um, but we yeah. have fallen off. Did you ever get into Apex? No, not my type of game. You know, these uh, these uh, Battle Royale simulators are not my thing. Yeah. Clippy is in Halo Infinite, so that's a little Microsoft Easter egg <laughs> for all of you Windows 95 and Millennium Edition users. Yeah. Hey, the co-op's been delayed, but don't worry. We're making it up to you. You can hang Clippy <laughs> off of your battle rifle. <laughs> You're forgiven. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the Xbox mobile app now lets you share game content as Snapchat-style stories. So hmm. everyone out there who does that... Uh, you're free yeah. to do it now. And then last bit of news, King Kong and Godzilla are coming to Call of Duty Warzone. We got Snoop Dogg, so the next logical step oh was King Kong and Godzilla, Rob. Obviously. And Robin I've seen videos of this. Robin Schaff had a uh, a great episode of Geek so to speak where they had a, a wager on King Kong and who was going to win, King Kong or Godzilla. So you should listen to that episode. Oh, you mean the episode where I correctly predicted the end of the movie and Schaff weaseled his way into uh, that (laughs) argument? I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, that's the one. 
I only say that because I know he's listening to this podcast, and I know that is going to grind his gears. <laughs> What's up, Shaw? For sure, it's gonna that's gonna freeze his nipples when he hears that. As a matter of fact, I bet you, future Rob has already received a Discord <laughs> notification from him the second he heard me say that. Yeah. All right, so that's it for our geek news. <laughs> Video game news. Yeah, yeah, Video yeah. game news. <laughs> All right, so that means we're moving on to the games we've been playing this week, and I'm going to kick it off because I put it at the top of the list. I played one new game this week. It's not new in the sense that it just came out, but it's new to me, and it came out toward the end of last year. It's a game called Before Your Eyes. Have either of you heard of this game? Yes, I bought it, but I have not played it yet, and I've I've been dying to play it, but I haven't had a chance yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I have not heard of this or seen this yet. Or I, I might have. I, I assume maybe I saw a trailer at some point, but I have no recollection. We talked about. Well, let it, me tell so. you. Let me tell you about this game. It's from uh, Goodbye World Games. That's the developer published by Skybound Games. I'm not super familiar with are them. They, are they Walking Dead? Is that Skybound? No? Skybound. Let's uh, titles. Oh, let me look dead? at their titles yeah. right now. They they um they did the That's final two episodes of Kirkman's Walking Dead, the final thing. season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Skybound is the Image Comics division. Um, it's like Robert Kirkman's own imprint under Image Comics. So they they bought when uh, Telltale went under. They were like, hey, we're going to save The Walking Dead. And I, I think they hired some of the developers to give them jobs again. And yeah, so that's what yeah Skybound Games is, basically. So the premise of this game, Jeff, let me tell you about this. So yes. this is a short game. I beat it in about, it was 89 minutes, if I recall, because Steam kept track of it. Perfect. So I was able to beat it in one sitting. It's only, I think I only paid 20 bucks for it when I bought it. I don't know how much it is now, but it's not exactly a uh, expensive game. And I think it was worth the 20 bucks. But the the premise of this game, Jeff, is that you are playing this character. It's first person named Benny. And Benny has died. And you start the game in the afterlife. And I'm going to tiptoe around the certain things that happen in this because this is, since it is such a short game and such a story-driven game, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might be interested in this. But you start off dead in the afterlife, and you're presented in a situation where you are retelling your life to the uh, person or the entity that is making the judgment on what you will be doing in the afterlife. Are you going to be in paradise? Are you going to just be out there doing nothing? Right, And it's all just based on your your life story, not necessarily if you had a good life or a bad life, but how you're presenting yourself. Are you lying about the things you did, etc. But here's the interesting part, Jeff. You don't play this with the control. You don't play this with the mouse and keyboard, although you might be able to play it with the mouse and keyboard. What you play this with, with, your webcam, your wiener. Oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> you take out your wiener. You play this with You play this with your webcam. But what this does is it tracks your face. In particular, it tracks your eye movement. And every oh. time you blink, you are when you're reliving this character's life, if you blink, you're pushed forward into the future. So, oh, wow. for example, early on in the game, there are scenes where you are being taught piano by your mom. And 
it'll give you like a little metronome thing at the bottom. So if there's a metronome there, the game is looking out for you. If you blink, it will automatically jump into the future to the next scene. And sometimes these scenes are five minutes in the future, a couple hours in the future, weeks, months, or years in the future. And there are story-driven elements to this where it wants you to know what's happening. So it might not kick in the blink mechanic for three or five seconds once a new scene starts because it wants you to get the idea of this is what's happening. Mm. Like it gives you just enough so you know what's happening. And then if you blink, it'll move on. And it's it's a very, it's a, I don't want to call it a choose your own adventure game, but it does have some elements where you can choose your character's path. And I'd be interested in going back and seeing how much that really changes the story. Um, it's very, the art style is, is real cute. It reminds me of like uh, the games you'd see on Oculus. Like it's not that too in-depth graphics but it's it's enough yeah. to get give you the idea of what's going on it's very stylized I'm surprised um, that mechanic I mean there's mechanics probably out there in VR but this sounds like it'd be right up that alley yeah I actually had that same thought I thought you know if the these upcoming VR helmets like the PSVR 2 could have um, has eye tracking capabilities in it mm-hmm. this would be a, a really great game to put in VR the way it's presented because it's almost because you're remembering your life and so you're in this black void and like these little not like screens but like splotches of paint almost where you can see your life through these splotches of paint um and it's you know again the the life of this person from the moment they were born to the moment they died Hmm. i like i said got through it in about 90 minutes it was very great it's it's funny it's sad it's got a lot of uh it, it definitely has a roller coaster of emotions through it um, and i would recommend it it's a cheap game it's only on a pc right now i got it through steam so it's not on consoles or anything and you do need a webcam to play it that way although there might be options in the settings to play it without a webcam you might be able to do it point and click style but i really liked it uh, with the webcam. And I even got a, a, an achievement that called me, I think it said you would win in a staring contest because things were <laughs> happening and I was just keeping my eyes wide open because I didn't want to blink and move the scene <laughs> forward. But you'd be surprised, man, when you're aware of the fact that you'll blink, will move the game forward. All of a sudden you're hyper aware of when you're blinking. And it's tough because you bl- you'll blink unconsciously and you'll skip the scene forward. Huh. Uh, so before your eyes, that's what I played this week and I beat and it was very good. And I would recommend it. Cheap game. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Nice. Yeah, I want to play that. Like I said, I've, I've owned it, but I just haven't had a chance because I was like, oh, I didn't have my webcam set up or whatever. Um, so that's cool, Rob. I want to play it. It is cool. I've also been playing Elden Ring. Surprise, surprise. This week, I've been clearing out Kalid, Jeff. Uh, I'm, I've Ooh. found this interactive Elden Ring map online like an Elden Ring wiki where it shows you all the points in particular areas where you want to go. Here's a cave, here's a fort, here's this side of the other. So I've just been sort of going up and down this list Mm -hmm. when I'm in new areas. And what what's happened to me twice in my since I last talked about this are these I'll be in forts or something or ruins and I'll say, oh here's a sweet treasure box and it just teleports me to way the hell on the other side of the map. And I'm like, I do not know where I am. One that put me into the capital because I was right next to some 
a, that big yellow tree that's in the middle and there mm-hmm. were tons of buildings everywhere yep. and i had to get at i had to and and a boss fight it put me like right into a boss fight yeah. and the other one put me in a weird area in Kalid. And that's how I ended up just, I'm going to stay in Kaled. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to Kaled counts for like a ton of that map. Um, but yes. It's huge. Uh, is this, does it have, is it, is it the red sky area? Yeah. Like, is that where we're at here? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm thinking. Yeah, that is, uh, there's, man, there's just so much in every section of the game. But yeah, that is, you're going to, let's just say there's uh, some, effing dragons in this area oh yeah i've I've run into some dragons baby dragons a big white sleeping dragon that was super easy to kill and some other dragons that were not exactly easy to kill and i died several times yeah the big sleeping dragon is like that was the thing i remember uh the when when i first started playing the game people were like oh man there's a dragon on the map you go there you can get eighty thousand. Uh, they're rune farming or whatever yeah and i'm there it's like and then i looked at it and when i when i did it like later in the game and i blew past stuff i was like man if i wasn't level 30 right now i would just you know you have to really put in a, a good effort to get up to that thing um, i can only imagine yeah trying to get to that dragon at the start from everything that i've seen yeah. in the game especially in that part of the map because that yeah. part of the map sucks every enemy sucks everything i mean up to it is all dragons. enemies suck in this game but these ones in particular really yeah, suck there's, in there's that like map. six dragons leading up to that the that dragon wall or whatever you know there's like, like these t-rexes that are also dogs <laughs> yeah they have the big yeah like the t-rexes that are like short bodies yeah it's, yeah like uh, imagine a t-rex but with a dog's head <laughs> those things suck man there are suicide bomber zombies they're on fire and if you they Mm -hmm. come near you they're like the creepers in minecraft (laughs) uh there's giant ass birds everywhere (laughs) the the whole thing sucks there's (laughs) it just sucks but it's fun at the same time yeah and i've only i've only beat two bosses i've only uh recovered two great runes i know Mm -hmm. that there's like six or seven in total but there's just so much to do and see in this game this is the the best open world game i've ever played i, w- I think i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that and yeah, i'm only it's, it's a little bit into there, it right and i yeah. can't wait to explore the underground world man like i said i could talk elden ring all day once you get me on a on a tangent yeah because my wife I, i'll i'll be like babe i gotta go play elden ring i gotta become an elden lord and she'll say that's nice she doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. care <laughs> <laughs> and I, and so when i when i get going yeah, we were talking before. Vector was like, maybe I should just keep this on our list, and I think he should because even at some point, I'm going to get back into this. Like, I'm going to go back to this game. Yeah, uh, Elden Ring is my guaranteed play sure. every week. Yeah, yes, and I'm going out of town for four days tomorrow, and I'm going to miss it oh, so wow. much. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad. But anyway, that's what I played this week, guys. Oh yeah. Well, Jeff and I both played Trek to Yomi. Yeah, I think all the yeah. This is kind of the new game that I played this week. Uh, this is free on than, Game you know, Pass. Yeah, breaking into my Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, is this that side scroller, like a, the black and white side scroller? Yeah, yes. you know, and I like a Ghost of Tsushima almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you know the way I was describing it. Remember back on our uh, the Sony uh, showcase uh, episode we mm-hmm. did like a handful of weeks back. Uh, they showed it, and I was like, "Oh, this is like." inside but like samurai you mm-hmm. know japanese themed and that's not totally wrong i would say i'd say that's still kind of like uh, a little bit of the, like the soul of the game but i actually 
what I and uh, in, in playing it because I wasn't watching too much gameplay anything coming out until it you know came out for free on Game Pass because I knew I was going to play it. Um, to me, the thing I'm digging most about the game uh, is it looks like the old school Japanese films mm-hmm. right back there. Yeah. It has that almost like grainy look to it, you know, like yeah. the. And we, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, like we watch Screen Crush all the time. Uh, we talk about their videos, and they always refer to those old Japanese movies and how those influenced so many things. And, and that's the, the thing I've liked about this game uh, is at least the vibe and the visuals of it. Uh, I, I, th- I thought I was thinking more inside, but it's actually more of its own style a little bit, um, or something you don't see too common in games. You know, it reminded me of that Disney. Uh, uh, Star Wars anime that first episode yes. mm-hmm. you know it was yeah. kind of that vibe too um, and so a couple of those things have have come out in the last you know 12 months or so that I've, I've really enjoyed uh, and I would say this game falls in line uh, with that I, I'm I'm enjoying it I haven't got a ton of time with it yet um, mainly because what happened too was I started playing it and I was like oh this is a this is another defensive game this is another Elden Ring, Tunic, and now Trek to Yomi, I feel like I need to be more defensive, uh, aka it's going to make me mad at some points. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, oh, well, I'm going to take a break from this because <laughs> that feels like all I've been playing recently. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to get back into this. Uh, I didn't get too much to uh, too far deep into it. Um, and the story seems kind of generic factor, right? You'd say like village gets attacked. Now you have to defend its honor or right. whatever basically right yeah yeah the gameplay is a little bit similar to like prince of persia like the old school prince of persia games not like the new mm-hmm. remake that they did but like jeff said it looks like the kurosawa mode from ghost of tsushima where everything is in black and white and looks like the old kurosawa movies um so i'm i also like the aesthetic of it and i like the setting of it I don't think I'm going to be continuing with it, though. This is probably one that I would play more if there wasn't so many other games to play right now. This is one that I'm glad it was free on Game Pass because I probably would not have paid money for this. Um, Mm -hmm. The combat is a little bit too simplistic where it's just like kind of either there's only like three moves. It's like up, yeah, Yeah. uh, hit the, the attack button and up or attack button and down and... They die pretty easily. So the difficulty, at least for the first part that I played, I didn't also did not get a, a huge ton of time with it. But the difficulty of it, you know, going through the enemies wasn't that great. So it was kind of a little bit uh, lackluster for me. So I love the aesthetic of it, but the actual gameplay is a little bit lower for me. So I probably won't be going back to Trek to Yomi. Um the only other thing yeah. I got to play this week was uh, Loot River. And that's oh. also free. Right? Yeah, and that was also on Game Pass. Yeah. Jeff, did you get to play that at all? No, I've. this was the other thing I was going to say. I did not get a chance that I, me and you were looking at, and I was like, I. it was up on like the main like you know things on yeah. Game Pass, and I, I was so hyped for uh, Yobi that I just downloaded that first, and I haven't got to Loot River just, just yeah. yet. The other thing was um, Citizen Sleeper, but I didn't get a chance to play that one. So... Mm-hmm. Trek to Yomi, or I'm sorry, Loot River is basically like Diablo meets Tetris. So you're going through this, um, like, it's like a side scroller, but 
with platforms that move. And so there's a little puzzle mm-hmm. element where you can't get to certain parts unless you move the right puzzle piece or, or the right shaped platform. So mm-hmm. I actually thought that was kind of novel and interesting because you're not just thinking about the combat, you're thinking about what pieces do I need to get you know, through to each level or, or through the level. But it's very similar to a lot of these... Um, these games, these roguelike games where you're dying and coming back, Hades, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, Rogue Legacy mm-hmm. 2, uh, Salt and Sanctuary. So I actually love all of those games. Loot River I would put at the bottom of every single one of those that I just mentioned. Definitely. The art style is really cool. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Is it, is it more top-down or isometric? It's kind of top-down. Um, okay. Cause yeah, you have it looks to, like a top down to me. You have it's to be not able like to at an angle as much. Yeah, because you have to be able to see the pieces. Like it, basically, what you're looking at, the main thing on the screen is the puzzle pieces, and then yeah. the characters are secondary. The combat was a little bit sluggish for me. It wasn't too um, fluid, so that's why I, I would say Hades, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, all of those ones that I mentioned. Just the combat is more fun. And the puzzles are not that deep either. It's like, all right, there's three different pieces and you can easily move them around and get to the next level. So this one I probably also won't be going back to, but I'm glad it's free on Game Pass. All right, so I think that's it. I think that's the end of this particular episode of the Sandbox Gamers. Thanks for joining us, guys. Now, don't turn off the podcast yet because I got some stuff to say to you. Did you know that the Sandbox Gamers is part of the Geek So To Speak podcast network? Well, now you do. We've got Geek So To Speak podcast, which is at the top of the pyramid, the top of the umbrella. That is our catch-all for superhero and superhero news. We just finished episode 199 where we reviewed the uh, the latest Doctor Strange movie. So check that out. That's ready for your ears right now. That uh, geek, so to speak, is going on a small hiatus because we are reworking a couple of things for episode 200. And then we'll be back out every week for you with all the latest and greatest superhero movies, TV shows, comic books, news, etc. Uh, there's also... The We Love Comics podcast, which is specifically comic books hosted by our own Vactor and the occasional guest host like Seabury, uh, Marcus Seabury from Black, uh, Black Nerd Power. Uh, you've got Hunter Camp, a few, uh, to name a few coming Hopefully on there. We also have, have the t- Rob and Jeff on soon. One of these days when uh, we just have to pick a topic for a particular comic book and I'll, I'll, I'll read it. Probably. Or I'll just make it up. Who knows? It's tough to really say. We also have the Trechnological Podcast, which is our weekly Star Trek podcast. Uh, You guys just finished reviewing Picard, and now you're diving into Strange New World. Yes. Um, But that's your source for everything and all Star Trek news. And that's had some good guests on it recently, too, like Frank Ramblings, uh, Star Trek guy from TikTok. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton more so you can simply go to geeksotospeak.com forward slash network to find all the links for those shows or just search any of those names or it might even be in the show notes just check that out while you're at it speaking of finding us on social media you can find us in particular sandbox gamer pod at sandbox gamer pod on twitter instagram we're the sandbox gamers 
or just go to linktree forward slash the sandbox gamers for all the link and it's probably in the show notes as well don't forget to subscribe rate review do all the things we love you gg everybody ggs don't poop in the sandbox